All right, Joe. So let's talk a little bit about out-of-state travel because there's a lot of guys that just don't do it. Yeah, and I and I don't really – well, I do understand it, and I don't. But when I was just starting to waterfowl, it was like a very intimidating thing, mm-hmm. especially when you're not, like, experienced in waterfowl. Yeah. But I tell you what, that's how – that's a great way to become experienced is just seeing how people do it in other areas and whatever. But I have enjoyed out-of-state travel more than in-state. Honestly, it's incredible. Why do you think there is like a stigma behind like kind of being concerned about traveling to go hunt or not doing it? Because I remember, I'll never forget, I don't know how old we were, Joe, when the first time like 18, maybe 19, 18 maybe when you went to North Dakota with some buddies. Okay. And I remember you, I didn't hunt then, but I remember you telling me that you had gone to North Dakota is that to hunt. What, was that Riley's first trip? Nope. Is that right after I maybe? got the dog? I think so, because we were living together. Yeah. Anyway, you went out there, and I, I remember, like, you telling me that, and I remember being like, fuck, dude, you're driving all the way to North Dakota to shoot some ducks, dude? Yeah. Which, you know, crazy, but yeah. I remember that being crazy, and I remember thinking that it was pretty wild that some dudes were willing to drive that far. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, that was, I wasn't really in any way hunting, hooked on hunting, any of that stuff. Um. What's the problem? I kicked the camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. So sorry. Oh, I didn't even think it was a thing. You just do it so much. I'm just used to it. Is it still? Can it still yeah, see you're me? Yeah, good. You're good. Okay, sounds good. Uh. Um, but you're 100 percent correct, dude. Like some of the coolest experiences, some of the things that have made me fall the most in love with duck hunting is being able to travel and see it in different places because it's such a different experience everywhere you go. Yeah. Well, and like well before I was really intact. With social media, I grew up hunting in different places. I think you mean in touch, but I like it. What was, what did I say? Intact. Oof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. Before social media was a thing for me. Yeah. Which I think was like 2014, 2015. Somewhere like that is when I started Instagram, which is <laughs> kind of wild. Um, I put a boom lift up, you know, for like one of my first pictures. So stupid. And... uh but I remember getting invited somewhere, and I don't remember why they invited me. Because this is like pre-Midwest Flyways. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll go. And I was like so freaked out and intimidated. Like, what do you want me to bring? They're like, nothing. We got everything. And I'm like, I'm literally getting guided, you know? And uh, it was the coolest thing ever. And I don't even think we shot that many birds, but just going to a place and just hanging out and seeing how they did things because I grew up in a very set mindset on how you set a spread and how you call and how you do everything. And I just, I honestly just remember watching what they did and then mimicking them. You know what I mean? I've learned more for sure hunting out of state with other people than, you know, I have, I think, just being around home and hunting. And the biggest difference is just everything that they do in different places, depending on where you're at. But the mindset is like so different from your mindset and the way that you operate when you're trying to shoot birds at home. So it's it's such a crazy thing that just going to a new place, they could literally be using like none of the gear that you use. They could be putting out like a quarter of what you put out, or they could be putting out 10 times as much as you put out. Right. The work to get to where they're going to hunt could either be 
way easier than the work you do or way fucking harder than the work you do to get to birds. And that just been so eye opening to me. It's usually harder. It usually is, man, especially guys that hunt public. Like, dude, the first time we went hunting with Wade, I know we've told the story, but dude, I was in absolute culture shock, man. Oh, I, I was not. In my comfort zone no. whatsoever. He's like, get in the boat. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm like, whoa, dude. Yeah. It is 4 a.m. Right. Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. Just get your fucking shit in there. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, shit. And then we get out there and I'm like watching like ducks work and they're not coming in. We shoot a couple and he's like, sorry, that was such a bad hunt. I was like, that was so fucking cool. Yeah. This entire experience and like especially the boat ride in. All these trees, like, like whoa! I could never navigate this myself. It yeah, would take man. me years to understand how to navigate a boat through these areas that you've been hunting for twenty years, right? But I, the one that really comes to mind, like hunting out of state and just how they do things differently, was uh, the first time we went to Bobby Guys, and we loaded up so many decoys for yeah. a water spread for that uh, little. Private. With the Argo? Yeah. Yeah. So many decoys Bro. with the Argo. How many do you think said, we put out there? <coughs> Seven dozen? I was going to say at least 60. And I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. And then we get out there, and he's like, here's how we're going to set the blind. I'm like, okay, that's a little close to the water's edge. Right, right on the edge. And he's like, no, it's it's good. And he's like, in the trailer, there's a shitload of pine tree bushes. Or, like, pine pine tree yep. branches. I'm like, what are we going to do with those? And he's like, we're going to put them on the blind. I'm like, it looks nothing like the stuff here. He goes, all that matters is that you don't have, like, a shape to the blind. And I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. And I just, I learned so right. much about you guys. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And just the chaos in the morning of, like, that guy lives an hour away. And he's here at 3 a.m. And we're all starting to get ready at 4, you know. But he had to get up at t- or three to get there at four. Now we're all scrambling. You put this in his trailer. He's got the decoys. That guy's got the blinds. This guy's got the Argo. And we're all caravanning, you know. And one guy got there first to, like, open up all the gates. And then one guy's behind us to close all the gates so that we can set up decoys in time. I'm like, this is like a freaking production, dude. Right, right. This is an insane production. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. First of all, you really know what you're doing. And then second of all, I was like, we have it so good. No doubt. <laughs> in Minnesota, it's like, let's, no put, doubt, bro. let's put three dozen decoys in the damn boat and then go out there, set up our spread, and then just move the boat 100 yards, 50 yards, right. 50 yards around this tree because yeah. all the ducks are coming from one direction. Yeah, it is crazy. It, it is crazy what guys do to be able to hunt in other places. Um, that said, just like you said with the blinds, right? That is something that has been insane to me because other places too, I will never forget when we went to Fowl Feathers. Yeah. And the first day there, we literally... Which is in Illinois, by the way. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Literally had an A-frame sitting in the middle of the field. Yeah. And decently grassed. Yeah. I want to say. Uh-huh. And I'm not kidding you, man. I've never seen, I've, I had never expected in my life that you could put a decently grassed A-frame, two of them, side by side, in a field, drive trucks through those fields, in and out, making for sure tracks, 
right up to the blinds. Remember they brought pizza? Right out to the blind. Right. And then that afternoon, we shot a 12-man limit of, of geese. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I was shocked. We had never done that, you know? I hadn't yet. I had not yet put out an A-frame or more than one A-frame just smack dab in the middle of the field and had been so cavalier about, like, driving in or out, like, with a truck right up to a blind. Yeah. And then we shot all those geese, and I was like, wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. And it was so, um, it was so, um, not rural. It was so Oh, my metro. gosh. We were in the middle of a city. We were in the middle of a city, and I'm like, well. But I grew up, like, hey, you know what? There's no tire tracks. We take a canoe. We don't want to scare the ducks. We don't want to do this. Like, we were stealthy setting up as when I was a kid. And it's like, okay, this is how you have to be with ducks. Mm-hmm. And we go out there, and people are just jamming on turtle boxes, and they're just doing this and that. And I'm like, are we going to kill birds today? And we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, damn. Oh, aren't you concerned about tire tracks going out to the spread? They're like, no. I'm like, really? You know? That's how I felt. When you drove right. that Tacoma right out to the blind with right. pizza, I was like, Okay. okay, we're That's gonna get in good. trouble. That's yeah. not good this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna. Oh, shoot let's shit. drive up to the field with the A frames in the middle of it, right? Okay. But like, I guess the the thing that I want, the reason why I wanted to talk about this on this ten minute Tuesday was, um, reach out to people on Instagram, man, and Facebook, and just be like, hey, let's trade a hunt. Like, if you're in your twenties or a teenager, that is the time to go out and experience all that stuff and make those lifelong friends because. Cal and I are so fortunate with Midwest Flyways. We've just met so many cool people. Yeah. And I am just beyond blessed that I can call people in Nebraska, Montana, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, like anywhere it feels like because of social media and just be like, hey, can I bring my kid out there next year? And they're like, absolutely. Come on out. But because we've hunted together for three years and we've both made an effort to stay in contact and traded hunts or Whatever it is, you know, we just enjoy each other's company. But use social media to go places and travel because the the one place that comes to mind that is just mind-blowing is Scotts Bluff, Nebraska at Angel Wing Outfitters. The views there was insane, and the amount of birds there is even crazier. And then also um, RA Legacy in Montana. Montana. I mean, the views there and the birds there and the people there are mm-hmm. just like – my soul yearns to go back. Well, it's crazy because you're, you know, you're mentioning multiple different places, but then my mind's just going to like a bunch of other places that we've been, dude. I oh, mean, Arkansas, well, there's, there's with Logan, too many. There's Louisiana. Too many. I'll never forget the first time we drove out in timber. I've never, I, that was my, you know, hunting with Wade. First time I'd ever been in timber yeah. and just the ride out. Like you said, just, that was crazy, man. I remember us getting on the plane after and being like, just seeing it, dude. So worth it. So cool. It was Just insane. seeing it. It's crazy. It was so much fun. So absolutely get out, meet people. Don't be afraid to introduce yourself. Try to, like Joey said, swap a hunt. But all the places you go, you will learn something. And it will make you a better duck hunter. Guaranteed. Yeah, but like go travel and mm-hmm. experience shit because... One, you're probably going to find a lifelong friend because we're all just dickheads trying to go and shoot birds. So like, you already have a lot in common. And so, like, some of my best friends in the last 10 years are because of duck and goose hunting. And Yeah. This is so funny, cool. too, because I, I put a post on Instagram that Annie and I are pregnant. Yeah. Uh, you Annie's put a pregnant. poll. 
You put a poll on Instagram that you guys are pregnant? I'll put a post up. Oh, a post. Gotcha. I put a post on Instagram that we're having a kid. Mm-hmm. And Congrats. Thank you. All of the people, though, like almost all the people that commented on that post, duck hunters, dude. Mm. People I know through hunting. Like, congrats. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just in general, though, just like that you said, you know, we do share a passion that is like, it's it's a legitimate passion that connects all of us. And it's an easy way to make a lot of friends. Right. So I had so many, uh, Roy and I got married the year prior, but uh, we had our wedding reception this past year. Yeah. You were there. You gave a hell of a speech. And um, so many duck and goose hunters came from all over the country. And I was just like. It was so, I felt so good. Like, it was so cool. Like, a lot of them I had only known for one to three years, but in those two to three days you spend together hunting, it's like, damn, I feel like I've known you for 30 years. You get to know people, man. I feel like I've known you my entire life, and they're like, you know what? I will drive from Montana for two days to come to your wedding for one day and then drive back home so hungover. Right. You know, Norman right. Tate. No shit. Norman Tate, so Great. hungover. Great dudes. Love those guys. Yeah. But no. Use social media, travel, go hang out with people. Do something good with social media. Yeah. yeah. Go meet people. It's fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon.